Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. The website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Today we are resuming our study in the Gospel according to John, and we're ready for chapter 6. Chapter 6 deals with the feeding of the 5,000. You have the great disclosure on the bread of life, and Jesus making the point that he is the bread of life. And then you, as part of that bread of life conversation, you have some of the t- disciples who are really put off by the doctrine that he's teaching because they don't understand it. It's a hard teaching. And you see this massive exodus away from Jesus and he's left with the 12 disciples it's a very interesting chapter it's full of life and so let's lift up the word of God let's exalt it above all things and let's open up our hearts and see what it might have to speak to us today let's begin King James Bible verse 1 After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is in the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. And Philip answered, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here, which has five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men to sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to his disciples and the disciples to them that were sat down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. And when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remaineth, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together, and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that did eat. Then those men, When they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of truth, that prophet that should come into the world. Please note, when you're reading the Gospels and you you see someone refer to Jesus as that prophet that should come, they're referring to a prophecy. Uh, The prophecy that they're likely referring to is the one given by Moses in the book of Deuteronomy. So if you go to Deuteronomy chapter 18... Starting with verse 15, Moses says this, The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren like unto me, unto him you shall hearken. 
according to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Harab, in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire any more that I die not. And the Lord said unto me, They have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. Continuing on, verse 15. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into the mountain himself alone. And when even was now come, his disciples went down into the sea, and entered into a ship, and went over the sea towards Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus was not come unto them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea, and drawing nigh unto the ship, and they were afraid. But he saith unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. So please note, we have Jesus walking on water, right? Everybody knows this story. They think it's a ghost, according to some of the other Gospels, and they're afraid. Interesting to note that as soon as he gets on the ship, the ship immediately appears on land. <laughs> That's something we typically gloss over. When they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at land, whither they went. Even that in itself is an insane miracle that the disciples are witnessing. Now we're going to get into this great disclosure on the bread of life. Jesus just fed the 5,000, right? And it was just the, it's only accounting for the 5,000 men. There was also women and children, so it was actually more. And he did that from a couple of loaves of bread and a couple of fish, right? Well, now he's going to make the point that he is the bread of life, which he also just kind of proved in a natural, physical way too, right? Like he is the, like he provided the bread, just like God provided bread to the Israelites in the wilderness through the manna that rained down from heaven. Of course, what we'll see is the Jews try to give Moses credit for that manna. And Jesus is going to correct him and be like, no, it's my father who provided that for you. Verse 22. The day following when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save the one that whereunto his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with the disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone, howbeit there came other boats from Tiberias nigh unto the place where they did eat bread. After that the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. Okay, it's a, this is why this is important. The people that are... We, we, these people that are chasing after to see Jesus again the next day are the same ones he just fed. It says the day following, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none... When they saw that the boat had left, right, it says, It says, Howbeit they came other boats, Tiberius was nigh unto that place where they did eat the bread. After that the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping 
and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. So they're basically following him. They were just fed the five thousand, you know, fed by this great miracle, right? And they were fed bread. That's why this is this is so important. And yet they're going to think it's strange that he says, "I am the bread of life." And they found him on the other side of the sea, and they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? And Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me, because you saw the miracles. But because you did eat of the loaves and were filled, labor not for the meat which perishes, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath the God hath God the Father sealed. Then they said unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? You see, this is the mindset of the Hebrew. What work can I do? Like, what can I do to find this favor? Here's what Jesus says the work is that they need to do. Verse 29, And Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. Verse 30. And they said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What, do, what dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And then Jesus saith unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven. But my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then they said unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that you also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will give in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that all which hath uh, that all which have been given me I should not lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on me, and believeth on him, may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up the last day. So Jesus just keeps reiterating faith in him, believing in him whom God had sent, and the reward is that he will raise them up on the last day. He said that twice now, continuing on. The Jews then murmured at him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I come down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent him draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Right there's the third time that Jesus has said, I will raise them up at the last. He's making a point that he is the resurrection. He also made a point that you don't come to him unless the Father draws you. And that's true for all of us. All of us who have come to know Christ as Savior, 
We have come to that because of God's grace and mercy. He drew you like, a, like you draw water with a ladle. Continuing on. Verse 45, it is written in the prophets, and they shall be taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God, he hath seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the, he, and the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. That's the fifth time he's mentioned that. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, I live by the Father. So he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. Now, before we be too hard on the people around Jesus who are hearing this, Let's admit to ourselves that, yes, in hindsight, we understand that, you know, he, he gave his body and he bled for the sins of humanity, right? But in, in this moment, let's, let's admit this would be a strange teaching to hear, that he's telling them they have to eat his flesh and drink his blood, right? Of course, some people are going to struggle with that. But I really love what Peter says at the end of all this, and we're getting ready to get to that. So let's just continue on, and then we'll talk about it. Verse 60. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Does this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? So Jesus is saying, are you offended by the words that are coming out of my mouth? What if you saw me ascend to where I was before? Verse 63, it is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man come to me except it were given him of my Father. So again, Jesus is reiterating that, hey, what I'm speaking to you is of spirit. 
and you're not understanding it. And he once again mentions, you don't come to me unless the Father draws you, right? Therefore I said unto you that no man come unto me except it were given unto him, my Father. Verse 66, from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. So after this, many, it says, many of his disciples left. This teaching is too hard. It's too bizarre. We're done with all this. And they leave. Look at this question Jesus asks. Verse 67. Then Jesus says unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. To me, that is beautiful, and it really speaks to me. Sometimes this Christian walk gets difficult. Sometimes things happen, and we don't understand it, and it doesn't make sense, and we get frustrated. I definitely have seasons in my life even as it relates to ministry where I'm just like Lord I just don't I just don't understand this isn't making sense to me I don't know why you're not doing this thing or why you're not helping me with this issue and there may be times where we have a fleeting thought where it's like what am I doing but I always come back to this where else would we go Right? We could never walk away from this. Where else would we go? The Lord, He has the words of eternal life. He is the Son of God. He is all things. There's nowhere else to turn. There's nowhere else where we would desire to turn. No matter how difficult it is, no matter how hard it is, no matter how defeated or discouraged we may feel at the end of the day there's only Jesus and Peter's making that point where else would we go Lord you're the one that has the words of eternal life you are the Christ the Messiah you are the son of the living God two more verses Jesus answered him have not I chosen you twelve and one of you is a devil. He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. For he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. That, my friends, is the end of our study for this morning. And I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that you've been blessed. And that this is spoken to your heart this morning. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please consider supporting it by going to scriptureandprophecy.com and there's a donate and support tab at the top. Your prayers are much coveted and much needed. Thanks for listening, friends. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.